In the seventh year, in the fifth month, in the tenth day of the month, certain elders of Israel came to consult the Lord and sat down before me. And the word of the Lord came to me, Mortal, speak to the elders of Israel and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, Why are you coming? To consult me? As I live, says the Lord God, I will not be consulted by you. Will you judge them, mortal? Will you judge them? Then let them know the abominations of their ancestors and say to them, Thus says the Lord God, On the day when I chose Israel, I swore to the offspring of the house of Jacob, making myself known to them in the land of Egypt. I swore to them, saying, I am the Lord your God. On that day I swore to them that I would bring them out of the land of Egypt into a land that I had searched out for them a land flowing with milk and honey, the most glorious of all lands. And I said to them, Cast away the detestable things your eyes feast on, every one of you, and do not defile yourselves with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God. But they rebelled against me and would not listen to me. Not one of them cast away the detestable things their eyes feasted on, nor did they forsake the idols of Egypt. Then I thought I would pour out my wrath upon them, and spend my anger against them in the midst of the land of Egypt. But I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they lived, in whose sight I made myself known to them in bringing them out of the land of Egypt. So I led them out of the land of Egypt and brought them into the wilderness. I gave them my statutes and showed them my ordinances by whose observance everyone shall live. Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them, so that they might know that I, the Lord, sanctify them. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Well, this is Ezekiel chapter 20. And many of you know that Ezekiel is my favorite book in the Bible. Well, in the Old Testament. Anyways, it's one of my favorites. I, I could read it every day, all day, and I'd be fine. And I love it in part because we get the overwhelming scope of the entirety of the Old Testament in this one book where it will tell the story of God's redemption of his people. It forecasts the coming of Christ, the coming of the one who will do this work to take out our stony hearts and give us a heart of flesh, this one who will raise us from the dead, where we get the dry bones and all this stuff. Well, chapter 20 is this interesting chapter because it is this place in which uh, continually throughout it, it's, it's a long, long chapter. It takes basically two pages out of the Bible that I have here, almost 50 verses where God continuously says, as he does here in verse 9, I acted for the sake of my name. Now, verse 14, he says, I acted for the sake of my name, that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations, in whose sight I had brought them out. And, and continually, does. I think it's about four or five times, he says that I acted for the sake of my name. Well, why are we talking about that? Well, as we said, we've begun the study of the um, Lord's Prayer, right? And this last week, we did the introduction, the Our Father in Heaven, the Our Father who art in Heaven portion, and Pastor Chris did a wonderful job on Sunday of talking about that understanding of Our and Father and in Heaven and, and how we're able to come to God in all our times of need to, to thank, praise, serve, and obey Him, to, to call on His name. To, to, to stand before him as his children bought by him in Christ through our baptism. 
And now this week we're looking at the name. We're looking at that that first petition, which is hallowed be thy name. Let your name be holy. Let your name be sanctified. Let your name be set apart. Well, why? Here, I chose this text out of Ezekiel in part because it's the story of God speaking to his people. And he's having to remind the elders of Israel who are in exile in Babylon of why his name matters, what his name means, where it stands in the realm of all the other gods that they've given themselves. And so he, I love how he first says, why are you coming to consult me? Like I'm a consultant as though you're going to come to me, get some advice and then make a decision. Well, what should we do and what shouldn't we do? As though that's going to do anything. He basically says, I'm not one to be consulted. I'm one to act for you. I'm one to do for you that which I'm going to do for you. And he continues to say, well, I made myself known. I've made myself known to you. I've called on you to to cast aside your foreign gods. I've called on you to cast aside all these other things that you trust in, all these other things that have names that, that you place your trust in. And I've called upon you to trust me. And so it says that that even though uh, they they were basically idolaters, even though they did not trust, they did not turn themselves towards God, uh, we, we have this faulty assumption when we look at the people coming out of the Exodus that they were somehow, you know, evangelical Christians in love with Jesus kind of a thing. They weren't. These were people where 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 Moses showed up and he needed the name of the Lord to be able to tell them, Yahweh sent me to you. He needed to come in the name of somebody because they were worshiping all sorts of things. It wasn't like they were sitting down reading the five books of Moses every day because they didn't even have them then. (laughs) He had to show up and remind them of who their God is. The God that spoke to their fathers. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. He had to show up and tell them these things. So it was no wonder then that once they got out into the wilderness, things were not going that well for them. And God has to continue to remind his people they're sitting in exile now. I I swore to them saying, I am the Lord your God. Not these other gods. I am the Lord your God. That is my name. Your God, basically, is what he's saying. And then he says that he talks about bringing them out of the land of Egypt, wanting to bring them into the promised land, asking them to cast away their detestable things uh, that, that your eyes feast on, every one of you, and do not defile yourself with the idols of Egypt. I am the Lord your God, he says. But they rebelled against me and would not listen to me. Not one of them did what I asked, he says. And then he's like, well, I thought I would just destroy him. Just wipe him off the face of the earth get rid of them even while they were in Egypt but then it's there in verse 9 but I acted for the sake of my name that it should not be profaned in the sight of the nations among whom they lived in whose sight I made myself known to them and bring them out of the land of Egypt God's name is attached to his redemption God's name is attached to his salvation. God's name is attached to what it is that he does as God and Lord, your God. 
the God who comes to you and is not just some idea, not just something that we read about here in this book and get some information and go, oh, that's important. Yeah, we, we can memorize the books of the Bible and we know all the stories. Yay. Yeah, that's great. But unless it means something, unless this God that you read about actually means something, this doesn't matter. And so here when we talk about that God's name might be hallowed, we're asking that it, it might be, be hallowed, it might be considered holy, might be considered uh, 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 sacred in and among us, that we might hear his word, be reminded of what it is that he's done, so that we continually do not fall back into the same sins as others, looking to other idols, looking to other gods, looking to other things that we think will save us that won't. Because there were multiple times where God, he says to Moses, for instance, he says, oh, just let me wipe them out. Come on, Moses, and I'll make a nation of you. And Moses says, no, that's, it goes against your promise. And God goes, yeah, you're right, Moses, it does. Good job. Good job for remembering that. Well, and then he does something for us, right? We're, we're reminded of this in this petition. We're reminded of this in, in what it is that um, that we confess in 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 this petition as, as what it is that it means is that we, we hallow his name by hearing his word and living godly lives according to it. He tells us in verse 11 and 12, I gave them my statutes and showed them my ordinance by whose observance everyone shall live. This Not that that uh, we'll be saved by them. That's, that's of course what we don't believe, but that God's word is given to us, that we understand who he is, that we desire to be his and, and grow in love of him. Moreover, I gave them my Sabbaths as a sign between me and them so that they might know that I, the Lord, sanctify them. That is attached to God, his word, his actions. And part of that action is what he's continually doing in us. This, this, the, the Sabbath work, for instance, is attached to his name. Uh, the God who gives rest. A God who does not demand from you, does not take from you, does not expect that in your worship you are continually having to sacrifice to him to appease him, but rather his true worship of God is one of resting in him. It's why he gives the Sabbath. It's completely different than all other religions in the world. The Sabbath comes to us in which we rest in God. That that the, the service that we have on Sunday uh, in, in other Lutheran circles got the name right when it said that it's the divine service in which God comes to us and serves us through his word, through his sacraments, through a liturgy in which we hear of God's promises regularly, which God speaks to us and has to remind us over and over again. It's why it's repetitive, because we forget that we might be reminded over and over again of who this God is, what his name is, what it means, that his name is one that is attached to his salvific, redemptive work that, that comes to completion in the final Sabbath, the Sabbath that will, that will, will give us full life in Christ in the resurrection of the dead. And so we give thanks to God for his name, and, and we need to continue to ponder his name based on what it is that he has done for us and will continually do for us. So with that, let us pray. O God, whose name is holy of itself, we pray that it may be hallowed also by us. To this end, help us, O blessed Father in heaven, that your word may be taught in truth and purity, and that we as your children may lead holy lives in accordance with it. Through Jesus Christ, your Son, our Lord. 
Amen. Well, church, go in peace, serve the Lord, and we will see you tomorrow.